Well, we are being warned that hotter and drier weather conditions could lead to one of the most destructive bushfire seasons in years. Firefighters across New South Wales and Queensland have already been hard at work battling blazes this fortnight in a wild start to spring. And this morning in Canberra, the country's fire experts are assembling to discuss how to keep us safe in an emergency conference. For more, we are joined by the Emergency Management Minister, Senator Murray Watt. Good morning to you. Senator. So we could see conditions similar to the black summer fires of 2019 and 20. We know they were horrific. How well prepared are we? Uh, well, good morning, Nat. And you're right, we are looking at a very serious fire season this year, although all of the advice to me is that it's unlikely to be as catastrophic as what we saw in Black Summer. I guess we need to remember that Black Summer came at the end of a four-year drought across the country. Mm. And in contrast, what we've seen is lots of heavy rain uh, over the last couple of years in Australia. But I'm very confident that we are as prepared as we possibly can be. And we're certainly much better prepared as a country than we were heading into Black Summer. Uh, in, even in the time that our government government's been elected, uh, we've made a range of big changes at the federal level to make sure that we are much better prepared than we were in the past. I think we all saw in Black Summer that we didn't have a federal government that was ready to go. They were very reactive. And what we've tried to do from day one is be more proactive by doubling the funding uh, that we have for aerial fire, uh, firefighting aircraft. Uh, we will actually have about 500 aerial firefighting craft this year, whether it be heavy planes, helicopters, lighter planes. That's more than we've ever had before in this country. And we've made a range of other changes at the national level to make sure that we're much more coordinated and much uh, better prepared and more cooperative with the states as well. Yeah, look, everyone's on edge, aren't they? Uh, is it right that you're calling for a California-style model of firefighting where people get paid or a form of national community service, bring back the Nashos? Um, they are certainly ideas that are being kicked around at the moment. Um, where this really comes from is that the recent defence strategic review that the Government Commission uh, found uh, that we are overly relying on our defence forces when it comes to disaster seasons. Of course, our Government will also always make sure that our defence forces are available in extreme situations. But what we need to do is get to a point that they're the last resort rather than the first port of call. And what that means is that we do need to consider other options for how we meet our disaster needs. Um, there are a range of ideas out there, such as the ones that you've talked about. We're actually undertaking a public consultation process at the moment to come up with the best solutions. We expect that to conclude next year. But in the meantime, we're also funding a veteran volunteer organisation called Disaster Relief Australia. So they're veterans who go in after disasters and do very similar work to what the Defence Forces need. Uh, in fact, we've got some of them in the Kimberley right now still helping with the recovery from those floods that occurred earlier this year. So there are different ways that we can meet the community needs mm. without overly stretching our defence forces. And we'll have more to say about that once that consultation's over. OK, while we have you, you've said over the weekend that it's not appropriate to have a royal commission into the handling of the COVID crisis. Don't Australians have a right uh, for decisions made by state and federal governments to be scrutinised in the most independent and trusted way? Uh, well, yes, they do. And I, I'm confident that they'll get that as a result of the independent review that we have announced uh, last week. But the states We've... aren't in the terms of reference, though. Uh, well, in, they are in that um, the, the terms of reference say uh, that the national and state government responsibilities are definitely in scope. And also uh, what we've said is that public health measures, whether that be vaccine uh, supply, uh, school closures, border closures, the systems of coming up with those can be looked at. But we don't want to get to a situation where 
every single decision that a state government has made uh, is under examination. Because Why then not? Because they ran it, really, didn't they? Mm. Uh, well, they ran many of the aspects of it, but I yeah. guess this is a Commonwealth inquiry, primarily looking at the Commonwealth's role. Uh, we've also seen that uh, mm. most of the state premiers have already said that they're, they're very happy to participate. So it's not a matter of leaving the states out of this. It's just that the way that we want to go about it is a positive way, learning the lessons of the past rather yeah. than the kind of point scoring that you often get through a Royal Commission. Yeah, I, I guess we, we do want to learn. You know, um, unfortunately, this could happen again. And the accusation is you're running a protection racket for your Labor mates. Mm. Well, I think that's completely wrong. And as I say, all of the state premiers, including Premier Andrews, Premier Palaszczuk uh, and others have said they're very happy to participate in this inquiry. Okay. Uh, as I say, the terms of reference leave it open to the inquiry to consider the systems that states employed. But as I say, what we don't want to do is get into a situation where we have this endless inquiry looking at the hundreds of thousands of decisions that state governments have made. No, just the big ones, I guess, that affected people uh, so mm. we can learn from them. Mm. OK, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.